The shows you love with even more local news and more local talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And a good Friday afternoon to you from the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And if it's the end of the week, it is also... What's on your mind Friday here on the Mike Douglas Show? As you know, Monday through Thursday, we like to keep the telephone calls in the ballpark, in the lane of the topics that we're talking about. On Friday, we kick back a little bit. We open the phones, and we want to hear what's on your mind. So today is What's on Your Mind Friday here on the Mike Douglas Show. We'll open the phones here in just a little bit. It is T-minus 46 days until November 8th, until the midterm elections. And every day I just sense the, the necessity, the urgency, almost the, not, not almost, probably the mandate, I think that's not a strong word, the mandate for us to vote. And why do I say us? Because I know that you are good thinkers. You ruminate well. You think about the issues. You look at them from different angles. I know that from your calls. When you call, we often have uh, differing ideas sometimes, and uh, it's good to have those so that we can think about other perspectives and and toss these issues around. So 46 days for us to to become well-versed in what's happening on the ballot come November 8. And by the way, this past week, we've covered a a fairly in-depth look at Proposition 1 and then Proposition 26 and 27. We will continue that over the next couple of weeks to look at the propositions. And by the way, some of you locally have some measures that you may like to bring to our attention as well. For example, in Modesto, They'll be voting on measures uh, measures G and H. Measure G having to do with uh, the powers and duties of the city auditor and perhaps a, a tad more intense in terms of differences of opinion is Measure 8. Measure 8 uh, deals with a one-cent sales tax, uh, providing they're estimating $39 million annually for the uh, general government use in Modesto until uh, ended by voters with a c- citizen oversight uh, committee and such. So if you, and by the way, listener Joan uh, is going to be joining us uh, in a week or so. She has some um, some thoughts about Measure 8. H thought about that very carefully. So if you have local measures that you would like to bring up with us, uh, love to hear from you. In fact, if you'd like to email me, mikeon1360 at gmail.com, let me know issues maybe that are local to you in your county or in your city. We'll be happy to take a look at those as uh, as we approach November 8, a mere 46 days away. Again, it is... What's on your mind Friday here on the Mike Douglas Show? Our telephone number, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. By the way, in, uh, in the not-too-distant future, a couple minutes from now, I will be announcing the Inane Comment of the Week Award. What do you think that might be? It's the Inane Comment of the Week Award. 
That will become that will be coming up shortly here on the Mike Douglas show. I just could not pass by without making this award this particular week. We'll talk about that very shortly. By the way, to, <laughs> you know how it's amazing to me how people come up with national days of whatever or international days of whatever. Did you know that yesterday was National Elephant Appreciation Day and National Ice Cream Cone Day? Yeah. You know what today is? International Day of Sign Language Day, National Dogs in Politics Day, I'll talk about that in a moment, and Redhead Appreciation Day. Are any of you redheads? We, I guess, should appreciate you today. My beard, when I was younger, came in reddish. It, it now comes in, well, non-reddish. Anyway, we'll talk about that shortly. And by the way, did you know that there was a president of the United States who is rumored to have kept an alligator in the bathroom in the uh, White House? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, but And more important things as well coming up. Right now it is What's on Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483. Let's go to the phones. Uh, <clears throat> Nancy in her car. Hi, Nancy. What's on your mind? Over. I'm in a residential area. <laughs> hope nobody, hope nobody shoots me. <laughs> oh dear. Well, you know what? What's on my mind? Whoa. Well, I don't lie awake worrying about it because I'm a believer in Jesus. But I am concerned about our country, as I think a lot of us are. Um, and I just feel that so many people. I think I may have stated this before. I have different ideas off, off and on. Anyway. Um, that so many people are complacent. They're used to the wonderful nation that we have had, and we just some of us just continue thinking it's going to be that way, and that's one thing. Another thing is I feel so badly that we can't seem to get any news on the regular, you know, broadcasting stations if you don't pay extra for, like, Fox News, national news type of thing. So I think a lot of people that I know may not ever hear some of the things. Not that everything is always right but uh, on any station, but I just worry that a lot of people are not able to hear. I have a friend who does not live in Modesto who depends on the newspaper and local news. And, um, and it, you know, it, she's definitely not getting the real skizzies. Another thing is I'm terribly concerned about our education having been a school teacher. Uh, I just think it's totally wrong what's going on as far as what they're trying to teach our poor little children and telling parents they have nothing to say about it. So, um, and I have more on my mind, but I better stop. You do need, <laughs> you need other people to be able to speak. Thank well, you, Michael. Nancy, thank you so much, and uh, and be safe out there. Uh, thanks for your thoughts. So uh, what's what's on the mind of Nancy? Well, three three major burners, and <clears throat> Nancy, I would agree with you. Nancy talked about the issue of complacency. For a long time, we've been seeing things that we're looking at somewhat suspiciously, and when we identify them, uh, we're, the, the, the opposition comes back with your conspiracy theorist. Oh, you're just being overly concerned. 
Oh, knock it off. That'll never happen. Well, we look at where things are today. Who would think that in schools that teachers and those in authority would be encouraging some children to have their body parts, parts of their bodies removed, their sexual uh, organs and such? Who would think that? Uh, who, who would think about our freedoms being infringed? Uh, who would think about the FBI being used as a weapon against political opponents? Who would uh, think about the education system in the state that it is today? And by the way, thank you. Thank you to those of you who are righteous teachers who are there. You're there answering the call every day. We salute you and we honor you. What we don't honor are the uh, systems that we're dealing with that are very counterproductive and that are really poisoning the minds of our children. If there are, I'm telling someone, I think another uh, host has said this on another show, but if you and I took some of the materials they're showing to children today and we went to a local park and showed that same material to children in the park, we'd be arrested. It's just so... Getting back to Nancy's comment about complacency, we need to be on guard and we need to call things and identify things for what they are. And that's, we don't have to do it in a violent way. We should not do it that way. But we do need to stand up and rationally announce what's true about what's going on around us. All right, it is What's On Your Mind Friday on the Mike Douglas Show, 209 3483. Let's find out what's on the mind of Ryan from Oakdale. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to the show. Hello, Shabbat Shalom, uh, Mr. Douglas. It's a pleasure to speak with you. I had uh, a question, um, really, a, a comment on this is recently over the weekend, I saw a video. I don't know if you've seen it. It's been circling like through TikTok and Twitter and things like that of a gentleman, seems to be a large, um, Latino man at a San Diego Chargers football game, or they're not the Chargers anymore, uh, but anyway, it was between the Raiders and them, and simply because the other person was wearing another team's uniform, and he was an Oakland Raiders fan, obviously, he's wearing Oakland Raiders apparel, goes over, punches the person in the head, and he has another one of his buddies recording it, and then knocks out the other woman who was trying to stop the, the altercation. I keep seeing these type of, these violent type of acts more and more and more. It seems like every week now, probably. And it seems that the American psyche is getting more and more violently aggressive, so much so that I feel like they are doing it for social media attention, or so for some reason I don't know, but it just it just seems like it's getting more and more and more. And a friend sent me a video of a road rager pulling a gun out and shooting a, 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 a man's son in Houston, Texas. And when he was at the trial for that case, the suspect pleaded not guilty. He felt like he didn't do anything wrong. We have in today's society, the American left, and I've called him before, I'm a moderate Democrat, I cannot stand the liberal agenda that is pushing down the throat of my party. 
They are pushing no accountability, teaching um, certain groups in society to be violent and aggressive when they are offended or triggered. I find that word very repulsive that they are using that term, a psychology word, and to act out in violence. So my question, when is enough enough? That, and that, that's really what I wanted to call in for. Well, exactly, Ryan. I think you nailed, you nailed it right there. When is enough enough? And it's, it's when people are willing to go to the polls and start throwing out the people that promote these kinds of things. I think, Ryan, you bring up a couple of points. Don't you think that uh, issues of the lack of, uh, what do I say, lack of consequences for what we do. And I think that that comes early on in, <clears throat> in our culture today. A lack of consequences for our choices, I think, is one thing. And the other thing that I th- thought you mentioned is, is uh, quite apropos as well, and that is notoriety. With all of social media today, people exactly. can get their pictures up there. Uh, so I, I would agree with you on that. If, if, if it were within your power to do one thing to reverse this trend, Ryan, what solution would you throw out there? We need in this generation, people like Martin Luther King Jr. who spoke for peace. We need people like Billy Graham. We need a people in this generation of young people who have been traumatized and I would say a generation of trauma from all the way from gun violence to the economy to you name it, the pandemic, just absolute traumatized. And it's showing through what they post on social media, what they find funny or entertaining. And we need vocals of peace. And I, and I believe that's what your show is a light into the darkness that's what the Jewish faith, we believe that we are supposed to be light into this dark world. And it's just, it, it's getting to a point now that that's what we need. Just to be a, just as proud of being peaceful, just as they are prideful about being sinful. So that's my, my take on it. And, well, well uh, said, Ryan. Well said, and I, I, I agree with you. We need to be the messengers of light. We need to reflect uh, what is good. And <clears throat> the uh, I won't go into it right now, but I, I, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. That, that issue of peace is far beyond just the absence of conflict. Uh, that, that sense of shalom and, and in the Greek, irene, is a, a sense of, if I could use the word in the best sense, holistic uh, peace and well-being, uh, good welfare in, in all aspects of life. And we're missing that, I think, Ryan, in, in so much of our culture. Right on the money, my friend. And uh, shalom, my friend. Have a great weekend. Thanks for your call, Ryan. You. I appreciate that so much. Thank you as well. Thank you. All right, Ryan, uh, well put. Well put. That was excellent. You know what else is excellent? A friend of mine named Dan Phipps. <laughs> Here's why. Mortgage rates, the increases are impacting home sales. Wall Street Journal, as you know, reports that home sales are down an average from 20% this time last year. So this comes down to the fact there's only one agent I would trust with selling my own home during a market slowdown, and that's Dan Phipps. 
Now, look, uh, you, you have a growing family. Are you working from home? Do you need more space for that? Well, call the agent I trust and recommend. Call Dan Phipps. His proprietary marketing system guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value, or Dan will sell it for free. His home selling program, as you know, it's designed to maximize your sales price. You're in complete control. No required costly repairs, no long-term contracts, and you pick your move date. Dan can even find you a new home before you move. Dalton in Oakdale uh, had a great house. Dalton said, I planned on fixing it up throughout the years, but life got in the way. I was in a panic because I needed to move out of state and the house needed work to sell it at a decent price. Dalton says, enter Dan Phipps. Dan was able to sell the house quickly for a great price without any repairs or upgrades. So my friends, call Dan Phipps. Dan's the man I recommend. I would hire him to sell my own home. He's the only agent who guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours or it's sold free, call Dan Phipps, 209-593-1111 or go to danphipps.com. That's Dan Phipps with three Ps, D-A-N-P-H-I-P-P-S.com. And What's on Your Mind Friday will continue at 209-551-3483 in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. With the big news of the day, here's more of the Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show on What's on Your Mind Friday here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Very quickly, let's go back to the phones. 209-551-3483. Eden from Modesto. What's on your mind today, my friend? My brother, Mike, how are you today? I'm doing well. It's a nice day in uh, Modesto, California. Nice. The temperature is close to 90 degrees today. Uh, but uh, on my mind today, which is Friday, I just heard the news from the Sleepy Joe. He's scared from Mega, which is that's four letter. Why he's scared? Because every American citizen, they want to be to deal with make America great again. Why why is Democratic they scared? He say mega they run the Republican Party. That's that's not right because I I want I wish I want to be mega. On my Facebook I put mega make America great again. Everybody they want to make make my home great again, make my family great again. That's that's not not against anybody. Why Sleepy Joe he's scared from this uh, four four letters. That's on my mind today because I listen for your uh, for your guys your uh, show every day with two hours. Well, thank you, Eden. We so much appreciate that. I think one of the one of the issues here uh, for the president, Eden, is uh, he and uh, the majority there in in Washington D.C. need to demonize the opposition any way they can because they don't have a lot to speak for them. At this point, look at the economy, look at crime, uh, look at, uh, you know, starting out with the uh, uh, doing in the Keystone XL pipeline, look at no longer being uh, energy independent. All of these things, uh, Eden, add up to a, a bad track record over the past almost two years. And I think there's nothing else they can do 
except demonize the opposition and make MAGA, make America great again, some sort of demonic force instead of a, 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 a phrase that describes where people uh, would like to be. Eden, I've got to run real quick. Thanks so much for the call. Appreciate that very much. We'll be back with the Mike Douglas Show on What's on Your Mind Friday. Back in five minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. On air and online. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you with the iHeartRadio app. Search 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show on Friday. And that means it is What's on Your Mind Friday. Our number 209-551-3483. Again, Monday through Thursday, we like to keep the calls aligned with the topics we're talking about. On Fridays, though, we open it up. We want to know what's on your mind. And so let's go back to the phones. Our number 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. Three four eight three, and uh, we have an anonymous caller from Turlock. Uh, anonymous, welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. You're on. Well, hello. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say um, I'm anonymous because I don't want to hurt no one's feelings. But I, my, my thing is, uh, I have a nephew that's in his twenties, turning into a girl, and uh, they're pushing. You know, they they want me to call him by his new girl name and i refuse to because i feel i love him too much that i don't want to lie to him and as i told as i told them you know what if my mom was to i mean what if my dad was to become a girl would you force my mom to call to call you know to to call him my new wife and that pretty much would make my uh, my mom a lesbian and i don't think she wants to be that and they didn't they didn't like that comment but i feel like this is just um evil times i don't know i just feel like everything there's no truth i'm a teacher and it hasn't happened to me but i think if it does happen i will not call a girl a guy or or vice versa i will not lie to them yeah this this is a and i thank you for bringing this up this is this is a very serious issue and it's all over the country uh, right now, and it, it's almost becoming fashionable amongst young people to question their gender. And I he, let, let me put on, if you don't mind, my pastor hat for a minute. I'm not 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 to become overly theological, but l- let me just give you my reaction to this. One. In cases like this, whether it's this type of a, a gender-bending issue, uh, whatever kind of issue it might be, maybe it's an addiction issue, maybe it's a, it's a crime issue, but when it's people uh, involving a person that you care about, I believe, and this is my opinion, one of the best things to do is show unconditional love. Uh, if indeed you, you care about that person. Now, does that mean affirming what you uh, perceive as dysfunctions. No, that it doesn't help people to affirm things that you don't believe are good for them. But there is value in communicating in some way, whether it's by word or action or both, that whatever you do, I still care about you, and I care enough about you to give you an accurate response. 
to what you're doing. Uh, I am always, uh, I'm not always, but I'm often uh, challenged and said, well, what, what would Jesus do? And I, my response is Jesus wasn't always pleasant to people, but he was accurate, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Accuracy is no, so not, important. Yeah. Like you said, what would Jesus do? Actually, I didn't take the vaccine also on that, and that's one of my comments, what would Jesus do? But um, here's, I mean, one thing that I recommend for everybody is uh, look up a video on YouTube. It's called Got a, uh, Unstoppable Waterfalls. Garabandal, and it talks about these times, and that was in the 60s. Uh, so I don't know, I just uh, I feel we're living those times, and we need to be closer to God, and you know, just really close to as much as we can. Just pray every day, and and pray for this world to change. And you know, I'm me as a Catholic. We got a Catholic president who claims to be Catholic, and I I'm embarrassed to say he's Catholic, you know, because he doesn't. I don't think someone who's pro-choice can even be a Christian. I don't yeah, know if I was uh, a little harsh there. <laughs> well, well, yeah, and and I'll respect your your opinion on that. It is, I mean, a lot of people say that uh, they are of one faith or another, and then you look at do their actions match up to <laughs> to uh, what the tenets of their faith are, and a lot of times that's it. It doesn't. And if you remember, uh, Jesus, one of his greatest indictments was of religious leaders of his day, and he was pointing out uh, hypocrisy that, that he saw. And one of the things I strive to do is to be very consistent in my responses to things and in my actions. And that, that requires me to, to look at me and say, all right, Mike, are you are you walking your talk? Are you practicing what you uh, preach, so to speak? But I want to come back to uh, the the issue that that you're talking about. I have a I have a friend of mine who's just going through horrible, horrible uh, things with a, a relative of his, and this relative uh, younger person is is hateful and saying horrible things that aren't true. And he says, you know, I, sometimes I feel like I want to respond to it, but he says, I feel the best thing I can do is love this person unconditionally, not affirm what they're saying, not affirm dysfunction, not affirm lies, but to say, no matter what you do, I am still here because you are someone I care about. That speaks volumes, and it doesn't always pay off right now, my friend, but it will usually pay off later. Now, the problem is it may be months or <laughs> or years later. You know, that's uh, that's that's the problem. Uh, it's not an in- instantaneous thing. But, uh, well, thank you for, for bringing that up, and, and thanks for asking about it. Uh, let me give you the final word on no. this, any reaction that you have. Well, no, thank you for your, your, your show. It's really, you know, it's great. It's a great show. It's on my way back back home. Um, just keep up the great work. Uh, I, I called yesterday and I was a little nervous, but, uh, I mean, it's just, you got a great show and you, you seem like you're open mind. You're, you're open to everybody. So, uh, just keep, keep up the good work and, and just, I hope everybody gets closer to God here soon. Cause this whole world is turning backwards on us. 
that uh, that I think would, would help quite a bit. Thanks so much for your call, and uh, you have blessed me today with those comments, and I, I mean that very, very deeply. Thank you for that. It is What's on Your Mind Friday here on the Mike Douglas Show, area code 209-551-3483. George has been waiting very patiently uh, from Modesto. George, uh, what's on your mind today? Yeah. Yes, sir. How you doing, uh, Mike Douglas? Yes. Good afternoon. Uh, yeah, Mike Douglas. I was talking to the person who answered the phone call off the air, and I was thinking, why not open a nonprofit adult day program for people with disabilities? Because um, uh, I'm going to be honest. I have disabil- I have a disability. I have CP, cerebral palsy, cerebral palsy, and um, and the reason I'm saying that to open a, an adult day program with nonprofit. Oh, that does not have to deal with the, it's called the original center, the original center. It's a program that helps uh, from birth all the way to the end of life, people with disabilities. They also have like a, what's called uh, group homes or care homes. And I feel like why not open or get people together, you know, where they can meet people with disabilities can meet other people with disabilities that don't have to deal with the original center or even families, you know, because, um, I'm one of them. I mean, I have cerebral palsy. I never met anybody with the same condition. And I've been out for many years. I've that program with the regional center because I didn't want it to deal with them. I don't like the fact that they come every year. I know they're case managers and all that or case workers, but I don't like, I don't like their, their type of stuff. But anyway, why not, uh, you know, like open a group, you know, like, uh, you know, where people can meet other people, no matter what, they you know Spanish or English or French or Arabic, doesn't matter in why not do a non-profit, you know, program for people with, people with disabilities? Yeah, uh, and I am uh, unfortunately not familiar, George, with uh, the original center. So I, I'm a, a I'm at a little bit of a disability there in that I I don't have okay. knowledge of that. But what I'm what I'm gathering for yeah, you is you feel that there is a a local need for people with. Uh, similar things that they're dealing with to be able to meet yeah. together, right? And and talk about those yeah, issues in yeah. a safe environment. I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, yes, yes. They can do with the same stuff, you know, same disabilities, to know how they're, what, they're, what they're struggling with or what they're dealing with, you know, daily life or daily living. Uh, like, like adults, you know, especially with adults. Because, I mean... I've been out of that program because I really didn't like them. I graduated in 2005. The only things they wanted to help me with, with was, uh, which was um, bus tickets for transportation for mm-hmm. college, and I just didn't want to deal. I didn't want to deal with uh, school because I never liked school growing up. <laughs> I was in special education classrooms and it was a regular school, but I just didn't like school. And plus, I had to deal with a lot of people picking on me because of my disability or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think why not? open a nonprofit adult day program or adult or what they say it's an adult day program, but considered like a daycare. <laughs> and as you can tell, I'm high functioning and why not, you know, get people, doesn't matter what language you might know or might speak, you know, and, you know, get to know people like where they can meet people with the same disabilities or condition. Yeah. I'm wondering, and, and, uh, I'd have to check mm-hmm. into this, George. Uh, in in the past, uh, we've worked with 
uh, agencies like like Drail, uh, Society for Disabilities, and such. I'm wondering, and you may have already mm-hmm. checked these out. I'm wondering if they have uh, some of those uh, some of those resources involved. It, anyway, uh, in the in the great pool of listeners that we have my friends if you know of something that george is talking about uh let us know either email me at mike on 1360 at gmail.com or uh call us up 209-551-3483 george you present an interesting idea there and uh let's see if uh let's see if we get some reactions to that again i don't uh i don't know if uh if drail uh, if uh, the Society for Disabilities have things like that, not sure. Uh, but, George, you bring an interesting concept. Up, but we'll see if we get any reaction to that. Thank you very much. This is the Mike Douglas Show on What's On Your Mind Friday, our number 209-551-3483. Uh, let's go very quickly to uh, Mike in Manteca. Hi, Mike. It's all yours. Yeah, I uh, I had a cute little story last night. Uh, my granddaughter just turned two. Her name is Ada. So I was sitting on the couch, and I yelled out to Ada. I said, Ada, what's your favorite TV show? And she said, Fox News. Listening to everything you say, you know. How old is she? <laughs> She's two. She just turned two. She's just learning how to talk. So wow. when I announce into the remote control, when I want to switch the TV channel, ah. to, uh, I get, it has voice commands. So I say Fox News into the remote control. So she listened to that. So when I ask her what her favorite TV show now, she just says Fox News. <laughs> well, you know, and that's, and, and Mike, let me, let me take a serious, uh, a serious stab at this just for a moment. And, and that is that one of the most powerful things we can do, whatever our worldview might be, whatever the tenets are that we believe in, one of the most powerful things we can do is consistently do that and allow our children to see it in action by what we say, by what we do, and even by what we watch. Uh, so, Mike, I, I think that so we see that in action <laughs> with her at two years old. That's, yeah. that's priceless. That's a great story. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, I know her, her great-grandmother. Yeah, I'm sure her great-grandmother will really appreciate that because she's <laughs> an avid Fox News watcher. So I was thinking about recording it and sending it in, too, and maybe they'll play it on the air, so that ought to be cute. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. Mike from Manteca, thank you for that. You're listening to The Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360. KFIV, it is What's On Your Mind Friday, our phone number 209-551-3483. And we'll get to more of What's On Your Mind in three minutes. Again, here on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV on Friday, which means it's what's on your mind Friday. Our phone number, the key to unlocking the door to be able to speak your mind and let us know what you're thinking, 209-551-3483. Uh, mentioned uh, near the opening of the show today that 
uh, th- th- these days they come up with. Uh, yeah, yesterday was National Elephant Appreciation Day. Have you appre- Did you appreciate your elephant yesterday? I don't know. National Ice Cream Cone Day was yesterday. I didn't have one. I didn't. And well, it's not good for me to have a lot of sugar for a variety of different reasons. But I I splurge once in a while. Had I known that, I would have gone out and uh, obtained one. What's your favorite? ice cream flavor for, for a cone, ice cream cone flavor. What, what do you, what, what would you immediately go for? Just, just curious. Uh, today is uh, uh, International Day of Sign Language Day and National Dogs in Politics Day. Now, you may say, well, there's no dogs in politics. Well, apparently, this is about the first dogs, meaning the dogs that live in the White House, like the First Lady uh, that, well, there's the first dog or dogs. Uh, by the way, interesting trivial thing here. Donald Trump was the first president since James Polk in 1849. He was our 11th president. Donald Trump was the first president since James Polk not to have a pet in the White House. And I'm thinking that's because the, the, the man is working all the time. He, he was always, I don't know if he ever slept. He was always doing something and seemed to have endless amounts of energy, which I don't, I don't have that kind of energy supply anymore. It, it, it amazes me. These people that are able to do that. I mean, in, into my fifties, I I could go till three o'clock in the morning and and keep on going and maybe get an hour or two sleep and then be bright eyed and bushy tailed so to speak ready to go at at six or whatever I I can't do that anymore it's just my my body's not responding the way that it 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 did another trivial thing I mean, we find all kinds of things we find out all kinds of things on what's on your mind Friday here on the Mike Douglas Show. Did you know there's a president that is rumored to have had an alligator, a pet alligator, in the White House bathroom? A rumor, not confirmed, but it was John Quincy Adams, our sixth president, from 1825 to 1829. Apparently, it's said that General, the French General Lafayette, the Marquis de Lafayette, gave him a pet alligator presidents get all sorts of unusual president presence uh, i guess and it is rumored that general lafayette gave john quincy adams a pet alligator which he kept in the white house bathroom i don't have you seen by the way have you seen that guy there was a, a news article a news report and it showed him a guy was interviewed who had a pet alligator. I mean, he was the big, big dude, the alligator that is, and and he it's a, a he keeps it as a pet in his house. Now, my I don't know what how or how the how do I say this delicately the biological functions of alligators particularly work are or what they look like after they're done. I'm guessing there could be fairly significant. And what do you do? Put a diaper on an alligator? I'd have, what do you do with that? And to have that thing slithering around in your 
home, knocking over furniture. I don't know that I have to say, and I don't, I don't like to label people, but that I thought that was really weird that you would have a pet alligator. But this guy, this this guy, does now. I I like looking at alligators from a distance. We were recently uh, visiting my brother-in-law in Naples, Florida, and there's a wonderful little place there where you can go out on a boat and the manatees come right up to you, and there's a bunch of alligators, and you can see them as well. Uh, I was very happy to have to be in the boat and not in the water with the alligators. Would not want them to be a pet in my home. Anyway, we'll uh, all this you find out on the Mike Douglas Show. We'll have uh, more interesting things to talk about. Find out what's on your mind on What's on Your Mind Friday coming up in five minutes on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We'll be back in five minutes. The show you love, talking about the issues that are important to you. The voice of the valley, The Mike Douglas Show. Now every weekday from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here again is your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV this Friday afternoon, which means it's also What's on Your Mind Friday. Our telephone number 209 209- Five five one three four eight three, and what's been on my mind is and, and uh, what someone uh, Ryan, I think, uh, one of our earlier callers, uh, really triggered this in my mind, and that is how many people, even young people, have quit thinking. They've just quit thinking. I. Th- I think <laughs> we see that reflected in leaders that we elect. People just aren't thinking deeply. They may be thinking, but they aren't thinking deeply. And one of those things that caused me to be ruminating about that lately, I don't know if you've seen this uh, news item or not, but it, it's a video. And I th- did this come from TikTok? I think it came from TikTok. People, young people, I guess, putting chicken in a frying pan and pouring NyQuil over it. Why would you pour NyQuil on chicken in a frying pan? Now, I can figure that, well, maybe they want, because NyQuil is is designed to help help put you to sleep not permanently but but help you help you relax and sleep during the night if you're suffering from cold symptoms and such but i it's, so i but but if that's the point then why don't they just pour the nyquil into the pan and heat it up and and sniff it not recommending that i'm just questioning if that's the point if, if it's to inhale the NyQuil, why bother ruining chicken with it? It can't taste very good. Uh, Given a choice between barbecue sauce and NyQuil on your chicken, what would you prefer? I think most of us would prefer, prefer barbecue sauce. 
I just don't understand, and maybe some of you have some insight. Do you have any idea why these people, and why on TikTok or wherever it was, why are people being encouraged to pour NyQuil on chicken? Now, the government, as as it should, I think it's the FDA maybe, is, is coming out and saying, do not do that. It is not good for you. Well, yeah. Where has all the common sense gone? Where, and I'm not even saying where are all the deep thinkers, where are just the the common sense thinkers? And we don't have to go too deeply for that, for common sense. Just common sense tells you, first of all, I'm guessing the NyQuil probably costs more than the barbecue sauce, but I, you know, like... My favorite is Sweet Baby Ray's. I don't, do you like Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue? I love Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. But, but not an advertiser. This is not a plug. I don't get any residuals or anything from that. I just like it. Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Now, if if I'm if I have chicken there, then I'm I'm going to fry in the pan. And I have a choice between Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce and NyQuil. First of all, the looks of it, I would rather marinate it in Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. NyQuil looks weird on the chicken. And my wife has taught me that presentation is is part of cooking a meal. And I'm a decent cook. I, I do a fair amount of the cooking. In fact, this afternoon, right after the show, and and don't don't come by after I leave the clandestine Mike Douglas studios because we only have enough for my wife and I, I'm, I'm going to broil salmon and I have a secret recipe from my father-in-law for that salmon. And it's very good Chilean salmon. And, but anyway, I wouldn't ruin that with NyQuil. First of all, it wouldn't look right. NyQuil is kind of that bluish purple thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> producer Mike says yummy I don't think so uh, not with a NyQuil but you know I I do season it and all I don't put sweet baby rays on my salmon I put other things secret recipe I'm not going to reveal it not even I mean those that's secret stuff that we don't even reveal here on the Mike Douglas show but I have I can't understand why you would put NyQuil on chicken can you help me with that? Anybody have any idea? And I've just seen that bit on the news. I haven't, I'm not on TikTok, so I haven't seen it firsthand. But anybody understand why you would pour NyQuil and marinate your chicken in NyQuil? Let me know. 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. All right, as we get going in the second hour, of the Mike Douglas Show today, I have an inane comment of the week award. Now, I'll, I try to remain positive, but here is the inane comment of the week that I must award this week. Inane, as you know, means lacking significance, meaning, or point, as in silly, inane comments. Inane can also mean being empty, insubstantial, and as, as a noun, by the way, it can mean a, a void or an empty space. That, that can be inane as well. Well, taking all of those into consideration, 
Here is my award for the inane comment of the week. Here we go, the inane comment of the week award. And after I play it, I will read the quote so you can be sure you understand what the quote is. Here we go, the Mike Douglas Show inane comment of the week award. There is no such thing as a heartbeat in six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her. Now, you may say, Mike, that was kind of muddy, barely understood it. Well, let me interpret it for you. Speaking is Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams. She, of course, is running against incumbent Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. What she said there, by the way, she was speaking this Wednesday at an event at the Ray Ray Charles Performing Arts Center in Atlanta. Love Ray Charles. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But anyway, the the Ray Charles Performing Arts Center. Here's what Stacey Abrams, candidate for governor in Georgia, said. There is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body. That's what that little muddy soundbite was. There is no, Stacey Abrams, there is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. Talking about a fetus. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body. Now, if she really believes that, I'm questioning her mental state. Seriously. If she doesn't believe that, then, well, to make a statement like that, ah, why would you trust her with governing your state? I don't know. Let's get back to the phones on what's on your mind Friday, 209-551-3483. Let's go out to uh, Farmington and Victor. Hi, Victor. What's on your mind today? Hey, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. God bless you, Pastor. Um, there's two more things we got in common. I love Ray Charles, and I love Sweet Baby Ray's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm with you. I'm with you every 100% on Stacey Abrams. What a nut job, socialist, woke, moron. But anyway, off the topic today, I've been trying to get in for a few days, uh, waiting for Friday, because it's a little different. I want to talk about um, power in California, and something I stumbled on about 25 years ago. I'll try to make it as quick as I can. Um, I was living next door to a scientist from Livermore Laboratory. He lived up on a big hill on Vasco Road, looked over the Livermore Laboratory, went to go buy a motorcycle from him one day, and in his garage was this big old giant mocked-up setup of Adam fusion, where you take two atoms and you fly them together through a a pyramid of optics uh, magnification, and if you hit the two at the same time at the right speed, it would fuse and make uh, the head of a pencil, or not the head, uh, the racer size, a fusion that would power a whole city, this guy told me. And, you know, he's a scientist, lived in a multi-million dollar house. He died a year later. Uh, we went up to look at the property, see what kind of vehicles were left around, which had all been gone. But the front door was wide open. Uh, we walk in. I start looking through his library, and I find books and books and books that he had written. They were all stamped top secret, felt like it was in Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago. 
And they, uh, they were pictures of spacecraft that he delivered, designed to go really intergalactical stuff, but they didn't have any fuel. So he had to make this fuel, this was 25 years ago, to make these things work. Well, I since had a friend at Livermore Lab that worked out there doing roofing, and he said, hey, they made that thing. They made that mock-up you saw in his garage. There's a giant one at Livermore Laboratory. This is 20 years ago. They made it work. But it's so dangerous, they had to move it to a facility back east somewhere and put it like a mile underground in case that fusion worked and got away from them. Um, and that's the last I ever heard, heard of it. Uh, it's two atoms being forced into each other at giant high rate of speeds through magnification to make power. And it would solve the world's power needs, but mind you, it's built a little more laboratory, which is what they almost only do is weaponry. So I don't know if this thing got off the charts to be a weapon or if someone knows something about whatever happened to this power uh, that was going to be a great generational change for all of us. Victor, what comes to my mind, and thanks for sharing that story, what comes to my mind about this is here we go uh, with Governor Gavin Newsom outlawing basically the sale of uh, gas-powered engines uh, after 2035, (laughs) not having the R&D completed at all to be able to to have something to take its place. And here is something you're talking about 25 years ago that could potentially make the difference in in terms of providing that the kind of power and more that that's needed not not only for cars but for our power grid as well i would think victor and as you think about many inventions over uh over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years they always get improved and those that start out being dangerous there there are ways with more research and more uh, experiments to make them safer, if not safe. And so I'm thinking, Victor, right. wow, what did happen with that? And what if we were able to, if, if, if they can find a safe way to harness that, that could power the power grid, the, right? Uh, 100%, 100%. Ten times more effective, he said, uh, than uh, for, for output and, and design and cost to build than a nuclear facility. So they were on the right track, but I, I just lost track of the people who knew anything about it that worked out there. Uh, maybe some listener knows something about it. They could chime in, or you could write my number down. Your, your screen card may have it. If you want to talk to me off there about it, I'll tell you all the details I know, but uh, I sure would like to see where this information uh, went to. Absolutely. Uh, Victor, thanks so much for the call. Appreciate it. That's interesting, friend. Anybody know about that? Anybody have any insights into that? I know that uh, we have a lot, a lot of listeners out in the Livermore area, and I, I maybe some of you uh, are familiar with that. That it, it, To me, it's like, gee, if it was possible to talk to the end to talk to Scotty from Star Trek and say, Scotty, build us a warp core that would power on a small scale vehicles and in a big scale power grids. Wouldn't that be cool? It sounds like something like that was happening 25 years ago. 
Ah, that's something to think about, isn't it? Well, we'll think about more things on What's On Your Mind Friday coming up in three minutes. Right here on The Mike Douglas Show, 209-551-3483. We'll be right back at it in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to The Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here. I'm always so privileged and honored to be your personal concierge for conversation as we take a look at the issues of the day and talk about them together. Our commitment to you is we provide this live and local opportunity Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, Quick... uh, (laughs) Quick note here, apparently <laughs> Governor Newsom is headed to Texas uh, this weekend. Yes, he, uh, where's he going to be? <clears throat> He's going to be at the Texas Tribune Festival in Austin tomorrow afternoon for a one-on-one with Gavin Newsom in Texas. Now, you don't think Gavin, he keeps saying, no, I'm not. You don't think that he's preparing for his run for president in 2024? I think so. Here's what's interesting, though. The event description for a one-on-one with Gavin Newsom reads this, quote, The California governor on what the nation's most populous state can teach the other 49, including this one. Let me repeat that. The California governor on what the nation's most populous state can teach the other 49, meaning states, including this one, meaning Texas. I don't know that. I'm hoping that the other 49 states don't go like California. I'm I'm hoping that Texas doesn't go the way of California. And I don't know that I would want to hear Governor Gavin Newsom try to convince the other 49 states that they ought to be like California. I just, uh, that, that's, a, that's amazing to me. But apparently that's what he's going to be doing uh, tomorrow. By the way, speaking of tomorrow, if you're headed up Highway 99 uh, or down highway 99 in the uh, area of uh, Stockton, San Joaquin County. Tomorrow is the funeral event for Sonny Barger. He's uh, one of the founding members of the Hells Angels. And that's going to be held at the Stockton 99 Speedway in San Joaquin County. And they're ramping up their emergency operations center. And apparently uh, some Stanislaus County uh, staff are being assigned to support the EOC as well. Uh, anyway, if you, this will be, do they give the time? Don't give the time, I don't think. But anyway, tomorrow might be a little wary. I think the Speedway in Stockton is... Near Cherokee Road, am I right about that? Those of you from Stockton might want to be a, a little wary of being in that area tomorrow. I I'd want to stay as far as away, uh, far away from as any of those Hell's Angels as possible. I know what they're saying. Well, it's a different organization now. 
Mm, I'm still not planning to be in that uh, that area. By the way, uh, other important things, the Air Force Academy apparently is telling cadets uh, that they need to be mindful of diversity and inclusion to words use words like include all genders and refrain from using terms like mom and dad. Don't don't use the words mom and dad at the Air Force Academy. Are you kidding me? Seriously? Where are we going? We'll hear about it from you. 209-551-3483 on the Mike Douglas show in 5 minutes. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's more with the voice of the valley, Mike Douglas on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and streamed on the iHeartRadio app. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on What's On Your Mind Friday. If you'd let you'd like to let us know what's on your mind, here's the key to that door. It's the phone number 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483 on What's On Your Mind Friday. And Fridays also give us a chance to, we always look at serious issues, but on Fridays we also uh, kick back a little bit. And I'm going to kick back just a tad uh, right now while you're thinking about what's on your mind for what's on your mind Friday. And here's here's something that's been on my mind. I've, I've seen this, uh, a couple of articles, a couple of comments about this. So let's let's get in the right mood. theme the producers are searching for a new 007 and uh, as you know daniel craig will not be coming back as 007 he got nuked at the end of the the last uh, iteration of that series and they're talking about it some of the candidates who may take over as uh, 007 what i'm hoping by the way who was your favorite james bond there have been eight, as far as I can tell. Uh, one uh, didn't apply to the movies, but there was a television series, and this predated me just a little bit. 1954, there was a TV series about James Bond, uh, and it featured Barry Nelson. Uh, but then, the, of course, the, the first James Bond I think a lot of people think of is uh, the, the debonair Sean Connery. And uh, he acted in the James Bond films from 1962 to 1971, and then he did a, a reprise in uh, 1983. And let's see, what was that uh, movie that he did in, in 1983, uh, that reprise? Uh, that was Never Say Never Again, I think. And then after him, uh, David Niven did one in, uh, in 1967. I believe it was. And then in um, 1969, George Lazenby did one on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, Connery again came back for Diamonds Are Forever, Never Say Never Again. 
And then it was the Roger Moore era. Remember Roger Moore in The Saint? I loved him as a kid. I watched the. I loved The Saint. I thought he had a really cool car, and uh, I just liked his his debonair manner. And and he, even the score uh, for people who needed their scores evened. Anyway, I loved him in The Saint. Um, I was okay with him in in. As James Bond, he did, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, about seven movies, uh, seven of the Bond films. Then Timothy Dalton. I don't know that I really watched either of those by Timothy Dalton. And then uh, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Wasn't he Remington Steele? I loved him in Remington Steele. thought he was great. thought he was okay in uh, as James Bond. He he brought uh, some of that debonair type feel to uh, the film again. But I'll tell you, but I think my top two James Bonds are Sean Connery and Daniel Craig. And you say, what? Daniel Craig? Yeah. But I think they're different enough. Sean Connery really defined James Bond for uh, quite a while. I believe Daniel Craig can redefine James Bond. There, there wasn't the uh, so much of the campiness of, of the debonair attitude. I was never real hot on the double entendres and all of that. I, I, that's something I can overlook. I'm looking for the adventure and the plot and, and just the, the, the fun of the film. But I thought Daniel Craig brought a, a new perspective, a, a new kind of bond, a, a redefinition of it. And I, I th- he did some good one. I, I loved Casino Royale. Uh, there were some that I thought were okay, others that I thought were horrible. One of them, I forget which one it was. I thought he acted like he phoned it in on the telephone and never really showed up. I, I loved No Time to Die. I didn't like the fact well, have you seen it? I won't spoil it. I guess I already did, didn't I? But anyway, I didn't like the ending. Not not that it wasn't good drama. I just didn't like it because I loved his character. But anyway, what if if you're a James Bond fan, who are your favorite, I'll say top two James Bond actors? Those of you who... Uh, have watched the James Bond movies. 209-551-3483 on What's On Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483. Also uh, on the radar screen is uh, this commitment to America that has been uh, brought up by House GOP uh, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy this commitment to America, of course, this reminds us of what? The contract with America uh, by Mr. Newt, Newt Gingrich. Got to meet him, and our kids got to meet him many, many, many years ago. Uh, we were uh, in Georgia and got to, um, got, to meet, uh, got to meet him. And it's a very nice man, by the way. It was You would think a guy that's been the Speaker of the House wouldn't bother with little kids, but uh, he... He, he bothered to uh, talk to my son and, and, uh, and daughter and uh, just very impressed by him. I, and he's a very intelligent guy, regardless of which side of the fence you're on. Uh, he's a very intelligent man. 
And so this uh, this commitment to America, obviously, you know, is reminiscent of the contract with America. And there's a lot of knee-jerk reactions about this. Some of the highlights, uh, the supporting of hiring, I think it's, what, 200,000 more police officers. Uh, the creation of a select committee on China banning biological men from competing in women's sports. I love that one. And uh, cracking down on district attorneys who declined to prosecute violent crimes. I, I like that too. So there's some things to think about. Going back to James Bond, our producer, by the way, has a good question. Would you be okay with a Jane Bond? In other words, a female 007. Uh, there, I'll talk about that. I have some opinions about that, and, and it's relative to the last movie. I want to go back to the phones, though, on What's on Your Mind Friday. 209-551-3483. Let's hear from David in Modesto. Hi, David. Welcome to What's on Your Mind Friday. Hello, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was listening to a commercial that came on your program. Um, I know you don't control those things, but it was about uh, getting a booster and going on about saying how 90% of the people that have died were 50 and over. Get your thing together. We can do this. You know, take the jab. And at the end, it says, brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services, I believe, or something like that, an organization. And you know what I think they ought to say is actually brought to you by you and our tax dollars, your tax dollars, which I believe could be spent in better ways. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. I actually, and I've got to be honest, I cringe uh, when I hear that, and I think probably the ad council, the ad councils uh, often help, helping fund some of those uh, um, some of those public service type announcement. Yeah, I it, it it makes me cringe, David. It's it's can, can we just talk about what the truth is? Can we just be transparent? Can we just say what the facts are that we know now? And but but it's always one sided, and that's that's why we have programs like this, David, so that we can talk about this and uh, and bring the other side. I I'm I'm waiting to hear uh, both sides presented on one of those announcements, David. I don't think I'll live long enough to hear it, though. <laughs> what was that? Did you say that that the advertisement agency or whatever this regulate in place is called? Uh, the Ad Council uh, often helps underwrite a lot of these announcements. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said something besides Ad Council. On whatever it was, I thought it seemed like oxymoron. You know, it just didn't seem to drive to me. Oh. But maybe, maybe you didn't say something else. <laughs> All right, David. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. It's uh, what's on your mind Friday. Uh, let's head up the road a piece to a uh, Rippin and hear what Teresa has on her mind. Hi, Teresa. Hello, Mike. Um, I know earlier you were talking about Stacey Abrams and um, the ultrasounds, um, but I, I just want to remind people that AB 2223 is on the governor's desk to sign and removes all penalties from anyone violating any abortion health and safety standards when performing abortion on a woman through all nine months of pregnancy. 
It also hampers law enforcement's ability to investigate and prosecute infanticide. So, you know, we're, we're at the point where these children can actually walk almost, and we're still killing them. So this is a crazy world. It, it is. Uh, so I, I encourage people to, to uh, call the governor and uh, ask him to veto the bill. I, I agree. Whether he'll hear that or not, I think he's tone deaf to that. But we need to be heard. Absolutely, uh, Teresa. In fact, uh, the California Department of Justice has uh, put out an information bulletin. Uh, was it today? Yeah, the 23rd. Today's the 20th. It came out today, and it's talking about uh, the, uh, the fact that this order, uh, is this executive order, is going to prohibit the extradition of people coming from other states who may have violated laws relating to the uh, state's uh, abortion laws because we are a sanctuary state. And I, I would think, Teresa, with all that we're dealing with, the tremendous homelessness problem, with the violence that we have, with businesses leaving California, with, uh, again, the crime, I'm thinking... I guess they're grabbing on to the only thing they thing they think is really going to resonate with the public when it comes to November 8 and unfortunately it's the uh, abortion issue. And that that Teresa I think is a sad commentary. I agree with you 100%. We need to make our voices known, don't we? Yes, we do. Thank you so much, Mike. All right, Teresa, appreciate the call. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye-bye it is now. What's on Your Mind Friday. 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483, as the Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV on What's On Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483. Let's go up the road a piece to Lodi. Ed, what's on your mind today? Hey, how are you? Good Friday afternoon to you. Um, I, you just said something that just struck a chord with me, and I'm getting tired of this concept of sanctuary state, sanctuary city. Um, to me, that's just code for we're going to break the law because we want to. And, um, you know, it seems to only work one direction. Like when Governor Abbott tries to close the border and then the uh, the Homeland Security people come and open it back up, it, it's funny how some federal things seem to just have total authority and then other times the states goes, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and we're going to, whether it's legalizing marijuana when it's a nationally not legal thing or, you know, uh, all the things that they do for uh, change, basically, basically saying we don't really want these, these laws to be um, uh, effective. We're just going to go ahead and do our own thing. And, you know, I'm kind of tired of that. I think that there ought to be, maybe there needs to be a way to organize, you know, what is actually uh, 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 acceptable because if it is national policy not to have sanctuary stuff, then that should not be even tolerated. It should not be possible. And and you look at you know California kind of brags on this. Oh yes, we're going to do all these these things. And to me, it it is it is it is defiant and it, it seems to be one sided on how that works. 
and and I don't mind if if people change you know laws and things like that, but it needs to be done to me in a in a in a in a totally hundred percent legal fashion. And I find these sanctuary state con- concepts and sanctuary um, city concepts somewhat you know uh, it, often, especially if it's against national policy. Uh, to be, you know, questionable, and they actually should not be uh, tolerated. It, sh- it shouldn't even exist. And so that's, I'm just, I'm kind of irritated that that it's it's a one way that th- this only works one way, and uh, you know, it, it goes along with a lot of the other stuff we've been talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it, and I think uh, there's know, well, there there's a new pandemic, and the pandemic is to uh, undercut, to chip away at, and undo the rule of law. And it, it's happening at the highest yeah. levels of government in California and in Washington, D.C. I, I don't think this is accidental. I think it's very intentional. I think the abortion issue is a way to do that. It's a means to an end. It is not the end in and of itself, I don't think. Uh, I, I think it's it's a Marxist-type attitude that said, let's destroy what is and replace it with something else. And it's it's a I think you're right. I think that it's crazy that they're doing that. And there is some, you know, it, it you know, I have uh, my religious beliefs, and so I think there's a, I think there's a a, a source there. Um, but you know, it seems like their reasoning is crazy. Let's just get all excited about killing fetuses. I, I don't understand that. That is to me just crazy thought. And and I don't get why that happens. And they 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 cash it in like uh, um, you know we're we're compassionate and we're you know open. But really, what you're ultimately you know talking about is let's kill something. And and these are the same people who probably tell you not to eat meat or you know don't go hunting or you know don't have cows. Yeah. You know, it's just it's such a weird hypocritical way to look at life. Absolutely, Uh, Ed. I I think you're right about that. And wow, we're almost at uh, the finish line here. Uh, Loretta in Modesto, you got got about uh, a minute. Uh, It's all yours. Go for it. Well, people who really do not rent and are left on the street because of prices they need, I asked a few of these people, and they told me mainly, they do not rent because they cannot smoke at the place or they cannot have a pet. So I'd like to know if there's a, possibly an old thing like we used to have. People who are homeless work through the county the way we used to and do volunteer work. If they get any part of disability or regular welfare money, they should have to work with the city because we need volunteer help like mad in this. Yeah, I I agree, Loretta. I've I've got to run. Unfortunately, thank you for bringing that up. Working, working to eat. It's a biblical concept, and it works. All right. See you Monday here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.